Welcome to the Indy Car Conference Call. My name is Allie, and I will be your operator for today's call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. Later, we will conduct question and answer sessions. During the question and answer session, if you have a question, please press star then one on your touchtone phone. Please note that this conference is being recorded. I will now turn the call over to Arnie Schrieben. Arnie, you may begin. Thank you, Allie, and welcome everyone to today's IndyCar Media Conference call. Earlier today, IndyCar revealed photographs of its new look for the 2018 Verizon IndyCar series. The 2018 AeroKit project is a collaboration of IndyCar, Delara, and design experts in the United Kingdom with input from drivers, teams, and fans alike. The new car will come in two specifications, one for super speedway ovals and the other for use on short ovals, permanent road courses, and temporary street circuits. The public reveal comes Tuesday at Indianapolis Motor Speedway when super speedway cars powered by Chevrolet and Honda take to the track for testing. Joining us today is Jay Fry, IndyCar President of Competition and Operations. Jay, thanks for taking the time today. Thank you. All right. Jay, uh, the uh, 2018 AeroKit project is more than a year in the making, and we know there's still much to be done, starting with tomorrow's testing and uh, subsequent tests at Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course, Iowa Speedway, and Sebring International Raceway. But as you pause on the eve of the car's first actual test, what do you like about the new car's look? Um, well, there's there's lots of different things we obviously like. Um I really like that it. it's, you know, this has been a year and a half in the making, and the process has finally come to the point where we can get the car on the track, so we're quite excited about that. Um, we certainly appreciate everyone's help, uh, from Delara to the, the team's helping, the manufacturers that have helped, and, and certainly the fans. We've, um, you know, over the last few months, we kept putting out some different things to get reactions from the fans to see what they thought of the project. Uh, it, it helped us a lot because it made us feel like we were certainly going in the right direction, which was great. Um, but I think one of the things that's really cool about the car, if you think of something specifically that's, again, there's a lot of little things, but one of the little things I think is pretty good or great is if you take the engine cover off now, you can actually see most of the engine, right, which before you would pull it off and you might, you know, see a lot of air in boxes and air intake and that type of thing that's now been moved to the bottom. So um, you're able to pull off the engine cover. You know, Chevrolet and Honda will be able to display the engines in a different way. And you know, just little things like that make this, you know, project come to fruition. Uh, this has been a collaboration because so many people have been involved. Can you elaborate on the steps IndyCar has taken to include people in the process? Um, yeah, we try, We throughout the whole process, we wanted to get as many opinions as we could get and be as transparent as we could about everything. Um, thinking about the whole process, how this has played out, um, last fall or last year, we had a couple tests, one at Phoenix and one at Mid-Ohio, where um, Andretti Autosports, Ganassi, and ECR were involved. And at that point, we did a lot of things to the current car that we wanted to apply to the to the uh, new universal kit. Um, so we've had great support of the teams at that point. From that point, we took the what we thought the car should look like, and that's where we, we talked about reverse engineering the car and to aesthetically make it look um with a historical feel, but yet a, a very forward-looking car, and we think we've done that. Uh, from that point, we did um, six or seven scale model wind tunnel tests, and the numbers have come back, you know, very strong, which is we're quite excited about. Um, and then here we are, you know, coming up to tomorrow, uh, where we're going to have our first on-track test. So it's been a long process, but it's been very methodical. There has been a, it, it has been a process. Um, so every day we've been able to check a box. 
and um, so far, so good on checking the boxes. All right. Um, I, I know one of the groups that you involved in the uh, getting the feedback from the car was the uh, Verizon IndyCar Series drivers, and they've been asking for the cars to generate more downforce from the underneath instead of the top of the wings, uh, top of the car using the wings. Uh, it's clear even from the photographs that we've seen today that the top of the car has far fewer wing pieces. Uh, do you think that will reduce the turbulent air for a trailing car? Um, absolutely, and that's what we talked about earlier when we did the test, especially at Mid-Ohio. Um, we did that to see what the difference was to uh, where the drivers would have the ability to pull up closer, quicker, not run into the blanket of air. They're awake, um, and that really worked well there. So I would say it's probably, um, you know, 60 to 70 percent of the downforce is generated from the bottom of the car where before it was 40 to 45 percent. So there's been a big gain in that. Also, the, the, the another piece of this puzzle is there's there is less parts and pieces on top of the car, which creates less debris opportunities, that type of thing. So, um, you know, again, I think hopefully we've hit a home run on the aesthetic part. Uh, we've hit a home run hopefully on the, the performance part of the car. The safety part of the car is well advanced. The driver's side impact um, piece that's in this car has moved forward. The radiators have moved forward. Um, so it's uh, also a, a much more robust um, protection piece for the side impact for the driver. So, Again, I, we've uh, worked really hard to check numerous boxes, and, and uh, hopefully everybody thinks we have. All right, Jay, thanks for uh, that. Um, Allie, let's open up the questions for uh, Jay Fry. Thank you. We will now begin the question and answer session. If you have a question, please press star then 1 on your touchtone phone. If you wish to be removed from the queue, please press the pound sign or the hash key. If you're using a speakerphone, you may need to pick up the handset first before pressing the numbers. Once again, if you have a question, please press star then 1 on your touchtone phone. And our first question comes from Steve Wittich from Trackside Online. Please go ahead. Your line is open. Hey, Jay. Congratulations on the new car. looks terrific. Uh, Thank you, Steve. question about what, uh, what the cost of the new car will be for the teams and what parts we'll carry over from this year to next year? Um, well, there's there's a couple the, the, um, let's back up here. From a total cost perspective, one of the things we had to look at was a conversion cost, right? So there's what would it cost to convert the cars now? So um, it's not it's not as much as we first thought it would be. Part of the process, too, is they can use this, this product for three years, so it's good for at least 18, 19, and 20. So the conversion piece is one thing. The annual cost will actually be 40, 30 to 40 percent less than what the current car is. Um, one of the things with having a universal car is uh, we're able to um, negotiate that. We're enabled to negotiate the term, which is again for three years, so the teams can plan for it. That was something that was very important. What the actual conversion cost is going to be, and then what the annual cost is going to be over this term. So the cars, just in general, I would say it's 30 to 40 percent less. And then what the current model is, um, and again, the conversion cost didn't end up being, um, it wasn't bad. And part of that was because we were able to do it over a three-year period. Perfect. Thank you. And our next question comes from Mark Cipollone from Auto Racing One. Please go ahead. Your line is open. Uh, hi, Jay. Uh, thank you for taking our calls today. 
Uh, Thank I you. concur with the previous uh, person who said that the card looks great. It really does. You guys did a good job. A uh, long time coming. <laughs> My question is, uh, I have two quick questions. One is the windscreen that's been talked about. Um, are you going to try to get this aero kit uh, the way you want it without the windscreen, or are you going to be popping the windscreen on at some point and including that in the testing before you finalize it? Um well, the car's been built and designed around having some sort of application like that. So um, at some point between now and the end of the year, we'll test something um, or whatever application we come up with. It's uh, We're definitely conscious of it. We're conscious of how it will affect aesthetically. We're conscious of the safety piece. A lot of things that have went on recently um, with some other testing, uh, hopefully we're um, already ahead of that and we're already aware of uh, some of the issues that could, could come um, with the te- with the testing. So when we get it on, we want to make sure we've got it right. We want to make sure it's ready to go. And again, at that point, then we'll decide: is it an 18, 19, or what, are we going to use it in the future? We're not going to use it in the future, but we want to make sure we're ready. And when the product uh, is actually done and designed, developed, uh, it will actually be ready to be put on a car. Okay, thank you. And if I if I may have a quick follow up, sure. The, um, a lot of the drivers we've talked to have asked for, um, you know, to get up, to get, up, get rid of this 100% throttle racing. They want to have more horsepower and less downforce and lift in the turns. So um, you've talked about having less uh, over-the-body downforce and more under-body downforce. But is the is the net or the total downforce now going to be less than it was before, so that you might get some lifting in the turns or? Did you go for more downforce or the same downforce? What was what were you looking for in the total in the, in the total numbers? Gotcha. Well, there's there's probably a 20% overall reduction, 20 to 25% overall reduction to the current car. And what we try to do is create a, the, the window. So the total potential window of the car's downforce level has definitely shifted down. So not just the top, the, the maximum amount of downforce, the bottom end has changed too, where it's dropped. So we moved the window down. Um, you know, not saying wherever it completely at max downforce, but but this car does have less overall downforce. The downforce opportunity window is um, moved down. Um, obviously, as the teens um, start running the car, you know they'll get better and better and better. So we wanted to make sure to move it a, a, a different direction. That it, once downforce comes back to a degree, that we haven't exceeded this window that we're looking at. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. And our next question comes from Tony DeZino from NBCSports.com. Please go ahead. Hey, Jay. Congratulations. Thanks, Tony. Um, In terms of the team testing, it says the teams will get the kits delivered in November after the series test process is complete. Would you expect there to be actual team testing with the kits before the end of the year, or would that come in uh, after 2018 starts? Actually, it'll be in 2018. What's going to happen is after the series, after we have the sign-off test, which is you know here at um, Indianapolis, uh, Iowa, Mid Ohio, and Sebring, the manufacturers will have a testing period also, where they'll get kits to go test with their teams, and then um, the teams will get their kits in November, and then they'll their their testing team testing process will start in January. Cool. Thanks for that. Thank you. Thank you. 
Once again, if you do have a question, please press star then 1 on your touchtone phone. You may need to pick up the handset first before pressing the numbers. Once again, that is star then 1 on your touchtone phone for a question. And our next question comes from Ben Johnson from Paddock Eye. Please go ahead. Your line is open. Hi, Jake. Firstly, congratulations on the new AeroKit. It looks absolutely fantastic. Um, I have a two-part... No problem at all. I have a two-part question. Firstly, how involved were the drivers in the design process in terms of safety? Um, just in relation to... like, We've had a lot of big accidents recently with with Seb and then also obviously with Hinch a couple of years ago. Um, does that have any impact on kind of the overall design of the car? And secondly, um, actually, no, sorry, go ahead with the, the first one, sorry. <laughs> okay, um, yes, uh, we try to make sure we're very transparent through this whole process. And if you you look at the two incidents you just mentioned, uh, this driver's side impact protection device piece is a big part of this new kit. So it would have addressed Hinch's incident and it would have addressed Seb's incident too, or it was, or it was areas that the car now is more robust than it currently is. So it's something we certainly paid attention to. We made sure the drivers were involved with it. Even if you look at the, uh, the per se sponsor blocker on the current car, as you notice, it's not on this car. Well, the whole, with the radiators and the body and everything being moved forward, um, the body's moved out farther, as you can see, because of the, um, driver impact device. So a wheel, wheel contact to the side of the car will be more like hitting the side pod versus getting up on the underwing. So there's things like that that we've done. Again, little nuances to this entire project that we think has made the car safer. And um, we definitely have paid attention to the driver's input. We've paid attention to our, you know, Jeff Horton and Dr. Trammell and everybody else who's been involved with this uh, to make this car as safe as we can. Right. Thanks very much. I'm sorry. My second question is, sure. do you think that the new kit will entice more like newer teams to come into the series? Um, hopefully, yes, because one of the things, you know, we're, we're very fortunate right now. We have four or five different entries um, or, or possible entries going forward, which is really good. But one of the things from a team perspective that, you know, um, you can get a kit now and you'll know that it's good. You know, that you can plan a three year window. So you plan your budgets three years out. You know what it costs. The price is not going to go up. Um, so we, we were able, fortunately, to lock in all the costs to the car. Uh, so it's, it's a good time to come in. Also, at this time, this whole process started when we started talking to uh, manuf new manufacturers to come in the sport. Um, they weren't necessarily interested in the AeroCat piece. So this was one of the things that we did. So hopefully, besides new teams, we have the opportunity to recruit another OEM partner, too. Brilliant. Thanks very much. Thank you. And our next question comes from Ann Profit from Race Engine Tech. Please go ahead. Hi, Jay. I'm wishing you uh, the best of fortune tomorrow with the testing. And I've got one Thank you. question about the design that you've uh, been talking about. You said that the engine cowling opening will be much lower on the engine so that it becomes more visible, correct? Well, so when you take off the, the engine cover, yes, the engine is more yeah. visible than maybe it was before. There were, you know, obviously things on top of it that kind of blocked it, where now that's gone. So you get a mm -hmm. much cleaner, closer view of the engine. 
Um, I wonder how much on board Honda and Chevrolet are with this because they always like to cover their engines so that people can't see them. Um, well, they've been very on board with it. They've been certainly a big part of the process. Uh, mm-hmm. We've been working with them, you know, since this entire project started. So, uh, yeah. and then recently, the last couple of weeks, when the kit started coming in, um, again, we mm-hmm. want to uh, for sure thank the, the Penske folks and the Schmidt Peterson folks for their help through this process too. Um, mm-hmm. So it's been a collaborative effort to make sure every, all the parts pieces fit because it's, it has changed how the mm-hmm. not so much the engines are installed, but how the airbox is installed and the turbos and that type of thing, electronics. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So the manufacturers have It'll, been involved in, a, in it from day one. Yeah. So they'll still be able to cover what they want to cover, but uh, there's a lot more that will be visible to both fans and uh, to those of us in the media. Yes. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And our next question comes from John Orovic from Motorsport Magazine. Please go ahead. Thanks. Hi, Jay. Can't wait to see these new machines and hear them in action tomorrow at the Speedway. Great. Hey, John. Thank you. Um, you know, over the, the process of introducing this new look, you've talked about the, the historical styling cues. What part of the, the 2018 package would you call new or revolutionary? Revolutionary. That's great. Great question. Um, I think it's a, a combination of different things. Again, the car, the styling of the car was derived from, you know, we looked at pictures of cars over the last 20 or 30 years. We try to find parts and pieces that we liked and try to put them all kind of together. And obviously that's, you know, everybody has different opinions on what they like or what they don't like. So that's collaborative. We're a lot of the, this car will have all new electronics. It'll have a new dash. It'll have new, um, you know, a new brake package. Obviously, PFC's coming in with their calipers for next year. So it's it's a pretty um, overall new car. The chassis is the same. Uh, again, we're fortunate to, to extend the term of Delar on that through 20. Also, again, as a from a team and from a team perspective, you know, they know where we're going. They were part of the process. Uh, we're able to lock it in for three years, and what we try to do is we'll work three years out. So. Or always try to work three years out. So at the end of next year, we'll try to have an understanding of where we're going to go in 21. So uh, again, from a team, you can always plan three years out. Thanks. And as a, as a quick follow-up, um, does Zolar expect to make the majority of the parts here at its facility in Speedway, or or will some be still produced in Italy? Yeah, most all of them will be produced here in Speedway. Okay, great. Thanks. Good luck with the project. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. And our next question comes from Aaron Durant from Apex. Please go ahead. Your line is open. Hi, Mr. Fry. Good luck tomorrow, and uh, thanks for your time today. Thank you. My question is, um, obviously we have a schedule and some venues for the testing that's coming up. And after Tony's question earlier, we now know the timeline for what's going to happen after testing. But can you offer, the, offer us some insight into any goals that may be laid out for the testing as these four very perfectly diverse tracks that the, the testing is going to be going on at? Yeah, well, yes. Um, really, we're not, the way we look at it, it's more of a sign-off test. So we're really, there's certain targets that we'll have at each venue that we go to. We'll try to hit the target. Once we hit the target, we might try to back it up and do it one more time and then be, we'll, as 
the league be done. And that's really what the next four venues or the four venues we're going to are for. It's just more of a sign-off test, make sure everything works like we think it's going to work, make sure we hit speed targets that we think we can hit, um, make you know full, full tank runs a couple times to see how that plays out. Uh, so that's really our part. So once we're done with that, then we give it to the manufacturers. The manufacturers can then go test with their teams. And then after that, obviously, then the teams will get their kits and then they can go test. So again, we've tried to, like we did over the last year and a half, have a process and, and a procedure that we go through. And this is the first part of that. So we've got to the track testing part. We're going to do the sign off piece. Uh, again, want to thank uh, Juan and Oriole too for their participation in this. They've been great. Um, and go from there. Awesome. Thanks again. I know we all look forward to seeing this thing run in anger. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And our next question comes from Mark Cipollone from Auto Racing One. Please go ahead. Uh, sure. Uh, Jay, one question. Um, you, you know, you're standardizing this car pretty much, chassis, aero kits, everything. What about the shock package? As I understand it today, teams are able to do their own shock package, but that's expensive. And I've heard some complaints about that, where you know the, the teams with more bu- bigger budgets can do more R&D. So my question, I guess, is will the new car have a standard shock package or will that still be open for development? Um, that's one of the areas we're, we're exploring right now. If you know, we came up with our five-year plan and we deregulated some parts and pieces, um, we've tried to, to um, get the more of a the cottage industry going again and that type of thing. So we haven't got to that yet, and that's one of the things on our list to look at to see where what the direction is we want to go. And um, right now, like you mentioned, it is open. Um, it is expensive, but it's something that we're certainly going to look at in the future to see, um, you know, again, transparency with the teams and see where we want to go and what we want to do. Um, but it's certainly on the list of to incorporate it into the five-year plan at some point. Yeah, the comment I heard was that, you know, those shock packages and putting even one additional person in the grandstand, so why waste the money? That, that was the comment I've heard. Yeah, no, I understand it's something we're certainly cognizant of and we're aware of, and we're going to evaluate that. Uh, you know, this the, the Arrow Kit project was a big project over the last year. Um, we were fortunate enough to get some, you know, our renewals done with our manufacturers and, and uh, Firestone and Delara this year. Um, that's and that's the, the the break piece last year with PFC. Um, so the shock package is something we'll look at next. Okay, thank you. Thank you. And our next question comes from Don K from Autosport Radio of Indiana. Please go ahead. Yeah, looking forward to seeing a new car, Jay. And as I have mentioned to you in the past. Everything since you came on board as a president, you have said you wanted to change and you've done it. Now, with these changes, uh, you did mention earlier, somebody mentioned a question I had in mind, that other teams and other uh, engine manufacturers are now looking at you because they don't have an engine manufacturer. They don't have a huge investment in the aero kits. Are you getting close to somebody that's getting dead serious about joining the uh, Honda and Chevrolet? Uh, well, thanks. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if we're close i would say we're closer because um there were definitely some hurdles that we had and we hopefully hopefully we've removed the hurdles 
So there seems to be more enthusiasm about the direction, and they see our five-year plan. They see where we're going. Again, that doesn't necessarily, or that doesn't mean they're coming. They just now there's maybe an opportunity that they could come. Um, one of the things we did too when we went through this whole process is we made sure to let the uh, a few or, or other OEMs who aren't currently our partners know what we're doing and ask for their opinion because we thought it, it certainly behooved us to, to show them where we're going and what we're doing uh, before it came out, get their opinion on it because it wouldn't have been very um, smart on our behalf to come out with a new plan and then they, you know, that for them to say that they didn't want to do that either. So I think we've eliminated some hurdles. I think they see we're doing what we said we're going to do, and they they like our direction. They like where we're going. Again, now it's just we just got to keep doing it. I understand a lot of the pre-testing that you've done as you built your car has been uh, in the air tunnel as opposed to a, a computer, so you feel quite confident that your testing indicates what the car should do, and tomorrow you should find out that, in fact, it does. We think so. Yeah. Yes. Again, it, nothing. You know, I've always been a believer that data data doesn't drive. You know, and um, you know this is going to be a the, the the finished product. And even tomorrow. So, for, for instance, this is a test, and we fully have expectations that there's going to be things happening that we're going to have to react and do things, and that's why you go test. So, um, we're optimistic about tomorrow because we have all the wind tunnel testing we've done. The drivers have been in the simulator with this car, so Oriole and Juan have both. Um, are up to speed as much as they can be, you know, in today, with today's technology without actually being in the car. So tomorrow will be the first chance they get, a, you know, to, to sit in the car and, and drive the car. So um, it's just part of the process. I'm sure there'll be some bumps tomorrow, but we'll we'll get through it. And we got you know great teams and drivers helping us out. Well, all I can say is my hat is off to you. You've come in. You said you're going to make some changes, and you've done it. You've made it better for people to come. New teams are looking to come. I've heard talked to a couple of them. In fact, one of them ran, is running again in Pocono. is looking to hopefully run two cars. So I think things are aiming in the right direction. You guys are doing the job. I, my head is off to you. Yeah, well, thank you. We got It's a great team effort. We've got a lot of great people at IndyCar. We've got a great paddock. Um, you know, everybody's, we're all in this together. It's been very transparent, and everybody's had an input. And, again, this is just the the, the the piece of the puzzle that we've all worked on together to get to this point, and um, we're looking forward to seeing how it goes tomorrow. Well, good luck and thank you. Thank you. And our next question comes from Ben Johnson from Paddock Eye. Please go ahead. Hi, Jay. I was just wondering, are we going to have any, like, new camera angles or anything like that for TV for, for TV broadcasters? Yeah. Um, yes, sir. that's thank you. That, that's something that we're looking at. Um, there's uh, one in the rear and one in the, the front, maybe in the nose, one in the attenuator. It's still kind of fluid on where it's going to go and how it's going to work. And that's funny. That's one of the testing pieces we talked about. So there was a, a, a spot on the car that we, that we wanted to put a camera for next year, and we didn't think the area was hot or that part of the car would get hot. So we've already done some basic heat strip tape testing on a couple of current cars to see how much heat's generated. And we actually found out that there was way more heat than we thought. So the, the heat would exceed what the camera can take. Um, so, again, this is just part of what we're working on now, part of the testing. But the, the, our, our ultimate goal um, with Robbie Green and his group is to get as many uh, cameras on as many cars as we can um, to just enhance the overall product for our fans and give them different views and looks and um, we're excited about where that'll go, but it'll certainly be part of the 18 car. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you. 
And our last question comes from John Sturban from RacingToday.com. Okay, thank you. Uh, Jay, when you talk about the aesthetics of this car and how it was reverse engineered, um, is it fair to say that the chassis or the kits provided by Chevy and Honda uh, will probably go into the record book as a, uh, a case of over-engineering a problem that, you know, they didn't quite ever catch on with the fans? Um, I, don't, I don't think so. I think earlier we mentioned that you know, everybody has their opinion. On, like when we looked through the last 20 or 30 years of cars, we all had opinions on which one we liked the best. So that's very subjective. Um, I think what the, both manufacturers did, you know, the, the amount of effort they put into it um, was spectacular. I mean, you think about all what happened with that that era the last couple of years. Now we've just pivoted into this next version and this next era of where we're going. So this is again got a historical feel but a real forward look so um again i i think it you know it was just a different period and and now we're we're going a different direction but again the manufacturers have been spectacular and the 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 stuff that they come up with was ingenious at times and um you know again one of the things that i feel uh pino belli and bill pappas have been you know incredible through this whole process uh we from being numerous trips you know the Delara and, and the things that we had to do to put this all together, they've been um, really phenomenal. So I wanted to make sure to mention them today, too. Yeah, I just, and the, the reason I say that is because, it, you know, it's very apparent that there are, there's fewer bits and pieces on this car than the previous generation. It's been like a determined effort to take stuff away from the car, the, the design. Yeah, well, we mentioned earlier, it's, it's, this car has a sleeker look. There's less parts and pieces. One of the things we talked about is on the safety aspect, um, you know, there's less opportunities for debris with this car we're going to test tomorrow, which is good. Um, it's, I think it's much easier for, none of this, that's a bad word, none of this is easy, but for the mechanics, um, the, the way that this body comes, or this kit comes off the car, how it is to work on will be, um, you know, better for them. So there's different things that affects different people different ways. And, again, we've tried to check the box on as many of them as we can. So, um, so far, so good, we think. Great. Uh, can't wait to see you at Texas Motor Speedway. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. And as that was our final question, that will wrap up today's IndyCar Media conference call. Uh, this conference call will be available on a uh, digital tape replay approximately one hour following the conclusion of today's call. To access the system, participants will need to dial 888-843-8996 and enter the passcode 4500-09645. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for participating. You may now disconnect.